0: During the final years of the Clone Wars, Darth Sidious finally realized that it was time to reap all the years of subtle doubts he had sowed in young Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker's mind and turn him to the dark side once and for all. Palpatine's goal was pretty simple. He wanted to possess the most powerful apprentice that he could find, and when comparing potential apprentices to the power of former Jedi Master Count Dooku, most would seem lacking. But Anakin was the rare force adept who stood out. And once Vader fell and helped usher in the Dark Ages, he and his master seemed to be the only great force users in the universe. Besides the two of them, only a handful of Jedi who managed to survive the Purge and the far inferior group of Inquisitors remained. But it might surprise you to know that not only did one particularly accomplished Jedi Master avoid death in the aftermath of Order 66, but he actually became a Dark Jedi serving directly under his former subordinate, Darth Vader. Who was this Dark Jedi that became known as Tenth Brother? And why don't we know more about him? Let's find out. After the terrible losses they endured in the sand-swept arena of Genosis, the Jedi Order found themselves at odds with each other. Some, like weak Master Sora Bulk, felt the Jedi shouldn't allow themselves to be a tool for the corrupt politicians of the Senate. And so he planned to start a great schism within the Order. And this, of course, is Legends information others like grandmaster yoda insisted that the republic and the values that served at the bedrock of their intersystem alliance were honorable and deserved the Jedi's protection. While these two stood at opposite ends of the philosophical spectrum, the rest of the Jedi tried to figure out their own place in the war, and Mace Windu, for his part, seemed to have a particularly hard time weighing the pros and cons of the Jedi's participation. Once while in a conversation with Ki-Adi Mundi, Master Windu tried to voice his doubts, but his Serian counterpart simply tried to wipe away Mace's concerns with a swift reminder of how much worse it could be without the Jedi's involvement. Even later, Later, when talking to Grandmaster Yoda, Windu felt the same ideological push towards war when Yoda tried to ease Windu's worries. When the powerful Jedi duelist was assigned on a mission on the lush jungle world of Hisrich, Windu himself started to preach to his team members the same way. While hunting down a Separatist faction and the cunning mercenary droid that commanded them, Windu found himself in an awkward confrontation with a fellow Jedi Master by the name of Prosset Dibbs. First, when Dib spoke about his doubts, Windu didn't simply brush the conversation away with a benign reassurance that the Jedi serve the Force and the Force is mysterious, as Ki-Adi-Mundi and Yoda had recently done to him. But as the war waged between the towering, emerald-leaved trees, Dib's senses were worn through by the endless violence. Like many others in the Order, the Jedi Master couldn't make sense of what was going on. He had accompanied Mace Windu and the other Jedi on this mission to stop the Separatists and save the natives. But their intervention encouraged the CIS, the Confederacy of Independent Systems, to send wave after wave of battle droids at them. And the ensuing conflict killed dozens of locals in unintended collateral damage. And when Dibbs brought this up to fellow masters Kit Fisto and Mace Windu, They seemed to be empty of sympathy. Instead of responding like Jedi, keepers of the peace, beings who were supposed to value life above all else in the galaxy, Windu and Fisto responded like commanders. They claimed that more lives could have been lost if the Jedi didn't intervene, and in a way, that the ends justified the means. Dibbs never thought he'd hear Jedi weigh the value of lives like this. And so, when the opportunity arose, Dibbs tried to defend the people of Hisrich. The Jedi Master smartly deduced that if he removed the Jedi from the planet, then more of the natives might survive, even if they lived under Separatist rule. One night, when the monsoon season's rain fell in heavy horizontal bands, Master Prosset ignited his green lightsaber and turned it against Windu. Even though Master Windu was one of the greatest duelists in the Order, it was no easy feat to defeat Dibs. But Prosset's blindness, combined with his own unfamiliarity with Windu's dueling style, known as Vapod, proved to be too much. In only a few strikes, Windu overwhelmed his opponent, knocked him unconscious, and dragged him back to the Jedi Council for judgment. But even in this situation, it's hard to not be sympathetic towards Prosset Dibs. In the duel, When Dibs seemed to have a change of heart and simply stated that he would leave the Jedi Order and go his own way, Windu refused to allow it. Instead, Master Mace claimed that abandoning the field of battle would make Dibs a deserter, and that too was a high crime in the eyes of the Council. Eventually, after defeating the Separatists on Hisrich, Windu brought Prosit Dibs before Yoda and the rest of the Jedi in the Temple on Coruscant. Among the many punishments they discussed, execution was even floated around, but Windu instead insisted that Dibs should simply be confined to the Jedi Archives, where he would relearn the ways of the Jedi. But the years of confinement within the Temple Library passed swiftly, and by the year 19 BBY, Darth Sidious' ultimate goal had been achieved. The Republic had fallen, and in its place, the first galactic empire, had risen. When Palpatine searched for a handful of Jedi to turn into his Inquisitors, he noticed the turmoil within Jedi Master Prosset Dibbs, and wisely surmised that the blind duelist would make a powerful addition to the dark side. Dibbs, like all the others, took on a new title. From his first day as an Inquisitor, he became known as Tenth Brother, and he served directly under the Grand Inquisitor, who reported directly to Darth Vader. With so little written about Master Prosset Dibbs, it's hard to know how he felt in this new unit, given how much he hated the Jedi during the early years of the Clone Wars, and how much that anger must have grown during his years of confinement within the Jedi archives. It's obvious that he must have felt true satisfaction in hunting down members of this order. But how did he feel about ranking lower than former Knights and Padawans? After all, Dibs once commanded as much influence as Mace Windu or Kit Fisto, but in this new dark side group of inquisitors, Dibs answered directly to someone who would have been his subordinate in the Jedi Order. Given how easily dark side users became jealous of each other, it's not unlikely that Dibs himself was plotting to gain more power or achieve a higher rank by sabotaging his peers. But even if Dibbs aspired to eventually replace the Grand Inquisitor, he wouldn't have the time. Only a year after his fall to the dark side, Tenth Brother died. In an early operation under the guidance of Darth Vader, Dibs accompanied a group of inquisitors to the rebellion world of Mon Cala. There the group were hunting a Jedi in hiding, who seemed to be turning the King of Mon Cala against Palpatine and ensuring the rise of a powerful rebellion. Eventually Dibbs, ninth sister and 6th brother tracked down the Jedi in the sub-levels of Dak City. When they found the Force user, his name was Farin Barr, who had never even reached the rank of Knight. They were surprised by how much the former Padawan had achieved considering his lack of training. But the Jedi had one more surprise in store for the Darksiders. Noticing that the Inquisitors were flanked by special black-armored clone troopers on either side, Ferenbar quickly explained something to the clones. The Inquisitors were actually former Jedi. As soon as he passed that message along, the Jedi used the force to command the clones to execute Order 66, and suddenly, their DC 15 a blaster rifles turned on their superiors. The volley of close quarter blaster fire illuminated the small subterranean room in a violent display of shimmering crimson. And unfortunately for former Jedi Master Prusat Dibbs, his mastery of the dark side just wasn't enough, and the clone trooper's shots tore through his abdomen, killing him on the spot. Now, of course, in old George Lucas canon, I don't think this would have worked. This is new Disney stuff because any Jedi could have just said, hey, Anakin is a Jedi or used to be a Jedi, and then the clones would have turned on Anakin too. But this was all designed by Palpatine. They were following Palpatine's orders, the clones were, that is. So I feel like Palpatine would have ordered them to also follow these Inquisitors. So I just don't think that would have happened. But anyways, it did now. The ultimate legacy of Proset Dibs and the fact that a powerful Jedi Master served both Darth Vader and Darth Sidious left a surprisingly small impact on the galaxy. Since Tenth Brother had once served alongside Kit Fisto and Mace Windu in combat, it's hard not to imagine Dibs processing a similar amount of power. And if Fisto or Windu had ever been turned to Palpatine's way of thinking, they would have surely been far more terrifying than a simple inquisitor who lost his life in one of the earliest invasions of the Imperial Era. Perhaps we should remember Dib simply as a what-if, someone who possessed enough power to become a terrifying Sith Lord, but failed to seize his moment. Let me know who your favorite Inquisitor is, and what your favorite part about Master Dibbs is, or should I say the 10th brother. I think he's got a pretty cool story, and it would be interesting to see him in animation or live action if we go back in that time. Thanks for watching today's video. Please leave a like if you did enjoy it, check me out on Spotify, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Until then, remember, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, the Force will be with you, always.